0: Welcome to Choir Talks and Merry Christmas. Today we're gonna to share just a little bit of some some of the scripture leading into the Christmas story, looking at the book of Matthew. Matthew, one of the themes that goes through the Gospel of Matthew is that Jesus is the king. And so today we're gonna to look at the birth of a king. You know, if somebody just suddenly shows up in our country or any country claiming to be a king, uh, the public would immediately ask for proof so Matthew starts his Gospel trying to give proof that Jesus is the King. And he gives us three three proofs right off the bat. In fact, if you've ever started reading the book of Matthew, you might remember there's this long genealogy about Jesus here. But genealogy is important when establishing uh, a king, the line of a king, because um, being a king depends on having a royal bloodline, right? And so Matthew starts there and he he shows from Abraham all the way down to Jacob, which was Joseph's father, that there is a line uh, that, that gives us the kingly line that runs through the line of King David and shows that Jesus is the king. He gives us this human history uh, and then he also gives us a divine history by saying this, and Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, called the Messiah. And then to, just to make sure that we get it, a couple of verses later, he says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So you've got the genealogy, the human history that puts Jesus in the line of David being being a royal line. And then you've got the spiritual side of it that Joseph was not actually his bio dad, but uh, that that the child came through the Holy Spirit and Mary was his, his mother. By the way, um, just a little thing to throw in. If you don't know this, this is cool. The word Jesus means Jehovah saves, which is certainly appropriate as the message of of Christ Emmanuel comes to show that Jehovah saves. Proof number two that Jesus was the King was the worship from afar. Skipping ahead now to chapter 2, verse 1 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem. So here's this group of people coming because there's a birth of a king, these magi. We don't really know anything about them. They came from the east, uh, and the people of Jerusalem were troubled by this. Most of the things in the Bible that came from the east represented God's judgment, and so they were nervous about this group of people coming. They were probably a large entourage of people we always think by tradition that there were three wise men, but we don't know how many there were. There were three gifts, but probably a larger number of people, maybe even with military escort because the people of Jerusalem were troubled. But not only them, Herod the king was troubled. Now, if you don't know anything about Herod, he was a terrible, ruthless ruler. He killed his wife and brother because he suspected them of, of treason and he would do anything to stay on his throne. So he was troubled when the wise men announced that there was a king to come. These wise men were probably wealthy. They were probably scholars. Um, Who were they? Here's an interesting story. This is not, uh, this doesn't come from the Bible. This is a theory that people have. So I want to be clear to differentiate here, but it's possible that they picked up Uh, scripture and understanding of a Jewish Messiah to come through the writings of Daniel, who was taken away in captivity to Babylon and then to Persia so that he was located in the east and perhaps did a lot of writing and a lot of studying about the Messiah who was yet to come. However they found out about the Messiah, however they found out about a king to come, the the truth is that God revealed to them that there was a king to come and so they followed this star that led them to the baby Jesus and they came to worship even though they were Gentiles they came to worship Jesus which is ironic because the Jewish leaders who lived there in Jerusalem had been looking for the Messiah and they were just a few miles from Bethlehem and yet they didn't go bother to investigate to see that whether or not this was indeed the Messiah that they were longing for. They knew from Micah 5.2 that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. So they were able to direct the wise men there and yet they didn't have enough intellectual curiosity to go seek out this baby on their own. So to sum it up here, the Magi were seeking the king Herod was opposing the king, and the Jewish leaders were ignoring the king. Here's the third proof that Matthew gives us about the kingliness of Jesus. He says that he was the king because he fulfilled prophecy. Um, We've already mentioned from the first chapter that he was born of a virgin, and that fulfills the prophecy from Isaiah. And then we've mentioned just now that he was born in Bethlehem, which fulfills the prophet from Micah 5.2. Um, there's one more uh, later here in chapter 2. It goes into the escape to Egypt. Uh, and so it tells us that that Jesus, uh, that, that the Mary and Joseph were warned in a dream to flee Jer- Jerusalem because of Herod. Uh, as you know, Herod made a decree to kill all the, the young boys under the age of two. And so the the holy family had to flee and they went to Egypt and that fulfilled the prophecy. In fact, this is what the Bible says. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt, I called my son. So here's another prophecy that is fulfilled here in the first two chapters that show us that that the birth of Jesus was long expected and prophesied through the Holy Spirit, through through the Father, uh, through these prophets um reading on it says when um when herod realized that he had been outwitted he gave orders to kill the boys in bethlehem and its vicinity two years old and under and then this was what was through the prophet said of jeremiah a voice is heard in ramah weeping in great mourning rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more now this one took a little explanation i had to do a little research on this Um, Hosea is the the prophet that foresaw that Herod would ruthlessly kill all the babies in Bethlehem. Uh, And then it mentions Rachel, and so you remember that Rachel was the favorite wife of of Jacob, and she died uh, giving birth to her second son, whom she named Benoni, which the Old Testament tells us the meaning of that name is son of sorrows. But after her death, Jesus renamed the baby to Benjamin which means son of my right hand. So, uh, Rama that is mentioned here in the prophecy, Rama is the place where the captives were taken. When they were taken from Jerusalem, they were taken there. Many of them were killed there. Uh, and then the survivors were sent on to Bethlehem. So, Ramah was a, just a, place, a blood, place of bloodbath. And so, Rachel um, weeps over her children here, according to this. So the interesting thing and the reason I'm trying to pull that in here is that that Jesus kind of bears both of the names that Rachel talked about. He was a man of sorrows, like ben was the son of my sorrows. And yet the new name Benjamin, meaning son of my right hand, now Jesus is the king of kings, seated at the right hand of the Father. Matthew goes into detail to help us understand that Jesus was the king, that he is the king, that he was the long prophesied, looked for Messiah, who is the rightful heir to the throne of David and is now the king of kings forever. Merry Christmas.